Hey, basketball fans, this is Matt Wadley and Tom Eisenberg, another episode of the All Nets Are Off podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for every episode, and be sure to follow us on our Twitter account, All Nets Are Off. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Oh, wow, injuries suck, huh? <laughs> injuries are the worst, bro. I mean, that's like the theme of the season. Like, there's been so many injuries like and there's like the health and safety protocol stuff, so that just makes it even worse. Yeah, and uh, going into the year, I wasn't that concerned about injuries. I was more concerned about the health and safety safety stuff with like COVID. And I mean, aside from a few cases, it hasn't been as bad as I initially thought. But I mean, yeah, it's actually not been that bad. Yeah, I'm like really surprised, but um, especially after the All Star game, like I know we had Simmons and Embiid, but that you know that was it. And even then, that was kind of like a a hot topic, but I mean, as far as injuries go, like the last two days, especially, have just been <laughs> devastating. It's been awful. There's been so many injuries. Like there were a bunch of earlier in the season, like season-ending injuries, and now the biggest injury of all, right? LeBron, like Iron Man, he twists his ankle on this Solomon Hill, like sliding into his leg. I don't think it was intentional. I have no ill will towards Solomon Hill. Anyone who's talking about, like, oh, Solomon Hill made a dangerous... No, no, he didn't. He died for the ball. People die for the ball all the time. Like, it happens. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that was intentional. I, I couldn't believe people said that. And then I went to look at it again. I was like, I don't see any way that that could be deemed intentional. So Like, most, like, most of the time when that stuff happens, like, there's nothing results of it, right? Like, usually there's no injuries. And no one ever talks about those plays, you know? Right. This time LeBron got hurt. Uh, it's a high ankle sprain, so depending on the grade, we didn't get a grade. That could be two weeks, and it could be eight weeks, or anywhere in between. Um, because it's LeBron, I like to less lean towards the side of he'll come back sooner rather than later. If I had to guess, I'd say he's back within three weeks. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was like five weeks, you know? Yeah. Like, do yeah, you think okay. there's any chance he doesn't come back before May? No, nah, I was going to say, I think he's out for a month, uh, maybe the, the end of April at the at the latest. Yeah. So, like, right around May is, like, you know, comfortable spot where I think he'll be back. Yeah. So, I I wanted to talk about this more positively because, right, obviously, like, this sucks. I'm not going to act like this doesn't yeah. suck. But I know, like, there's probably some Laker fans who are freaking out about this. So, if you are, I'm going to reassure you guys right now. So, <laughs> the Lakers are going to lose to the Suns tonight. That's happening right now. And they will drop to 28-15, and 15, which means that they will only be, only quote-unquote only, nine and a half games above the 11th seed. They just need to be in the top 10. If you have LeBron, if the team is healthy, come to play in time, and you're in the top 10, you're fine. So a nine-game cushion is huge, considering the Lakers are at 28 wins, and the Pelicans are currently on pace for 29 wins. So, like... Basically, no matter how much time LeBron and AD miss, the Lakers will make the play-in. It's all—it's almost for sure. So don't worry about that. Also, like I said, LeBron's probably going to come back sooner rather than later. And AD, over a week ago, was assessed to be coming back. Well, not coming back, but to be reevaluated in two weeks, maybe three weeks. So there's a chance that Anthony Davis comes back in two or three from today, right? Today's March 21st. There's a chance that Anthony Davis can come back possibly in two weeks from today. So... If that happens, right, that's only eight games without either superstar. You know, a lot of those aren't very hard. So, 
the Lakers will be fine, right? As long as LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy, come like May sixteenth or whatever it is, fifteenth, sixteenth, yeah. the Lakers will be fine, right? Like no, nobody in the West is beating them four times out of seven. Like especially especially not in the play-in, right? Like the play-in teams right now, Spurs, Mavericks, Warriors, Grizzlies, like none of those teams have a chance. Okay, they just, there's just no chance for them. So don't worry about it. It's gonna be okay. It's not. Don't fret. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, it just sucks because they won four in a row, you know, before that Atlanta game. But the, the next, you know, they played New Orleans, they played Cleveland, Orlando. I mean, they're bound to win one of those games. I mean, you know, I I don't see them losing like twenty games in a row like the Rockets. I don't think they're gonna drop that many games. So I I'm, you know, I, I'm not really too worried about it. To be if honest. OKC can compete night to night, this Laker roster can compete night to night. Okay, <laughs> that's still got great defense. And there's some solid players, right? There's no no one on the Lakers roster as is right now are as good as like Shea, but the rest of the roster is just better. So right. if OKC can compete night tonight, so can this Laker team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think they'll I think they'll be fine, right? I think they're gonna lose more games than they win, but like, you know, it's not the end of the world if they're the fifth seed or the seventh seed or even the tenth seed. Really, it's not. Um although that, that would kind of suck. Right. If I had to make a the prediction, I would guess LeBron comes back in three weeks and Anthony Davis comes back in three weeks. And the Lakers end up somewhere between five and seven. I think that's fair. Yeah, and that's not that's not terrible. And I mean no, that's fine. Yeah. I mean that's I'll take that any day of the week if if I if I'm a Lakers fan. So I mean I think that's the silver lining in all of it is that. But I mean yeah, I mean, it looked, it seemed bad, and it's just a, like you said, it's a high ankle sprain. The grade is, is unknown, but well, everybody knows LeBron. He's going to be back on the court as soon as he possibly can, so I, I don't see it being a, a huge deal. Yeah, me neither. Okay, so the other injury that happened, you know, in this weekend was LaMelo. This one was really surprising because it didn't, like, happen in-game like LeBron. LeBron, you know, you saw him got hurt, and it was like, oh, my God, and people freaking out. LaMelo was questionable, I think, coming into today's game. What was it today? Or tomorrow's game. For tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. And then he was moved up to probable. And it was like, oh, okay, he's going to play. And all of a sudden, LaMelo Ball has a wrist fracture. He's out for the season. What? Like, I was I was shocked. That seemed so random to me. It was like as random as the clay injury, right? Because there, weren't, there were no games then. So all of a sudden, I was right. like, oh, yeah, clay? Yeah, he's out for the season. So I was like, what? Like, so yeah, that really sucks I, for the it, Hornets. I mean, I thought they, I thought they were probably gonna make, you know, some noise in the East, right? Not, not like you know, like real noise, but like possibly being in the playoffs, you know, playing territory. But I think this really hurts them because now, like, who's getting those Lamelo Ball minutes, right? It's more Devonte Graham minutes, and he's not. Oh, I'm sorry, he's not great. And then, like, whoever's gonna be behind him now? I mean, I don't. I don't even know who the the other who's what guard's gonna step up from there, right? Like I I don't even know. Rozier he's been in and out of the lineup, so that's tough. That's tough for the Hornets. Um, I think now they're gonna probably be the team that drops to eleventh. I think this opens things up for the Raptors. Um, to pop in, although the Raptors have been really bad lately. They've had a lot of like issues. They've lost eight mm-hmm. in a row. Jesus Christ! They just lost to the Cavs. That's terrible. Yeah, well, actually, maybe maybe the Hornets will save, but they're not gonna they're not gonna win a play playing game. Probably, I don't see it. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Like, um, it really caught me off guard when when the it was. Just, I can't remember if it was Shams or Waz, like who tweeted out first, but it was like the same time. And then it was just like out of nowhere, right? And then first it was like, oh, he's feared to be out for the season, and then a couple minutes later, it was like he is out for the season, and it's just. Man, the Hornets were, like, really figuring it out the last, like, few weeks. And uh, this is, like, a huge blow to them. And, I mean, talk about the Rookie of the Year race. Like, he's not going to win that award anymore. And it, it, just, it just sucks for him. Like, he was playing – I mean, really, he's – I think he's played well all year. I don't think he's really struggled like a lot of people thought he was going to. And uh, it's just it's terrible for, for Charlotte and, you know, for him personally. Sorry about for the league, right? I mean, losing LeBron and Lamelo like this, right? I mean, LeBron will be back, but like, you just don't want to. You never want to have less talent in the league, you know. And like right. now, now two of the best like nightly passers in the game, like now, now nobody gets to watch them or enjoy that. It's like every time the Hornets play, there's like a highlight of Lamelo making like a ridiculous pass, and I'm like, how does how does every night like? And I know pe- people get tired of it. They're like, oh, stop showing Lamelo highlights, but. It's like he just makes phenomenal passes every single game. It's like you can't ignore that stuff. So it's from from that perspective, it's gonna kind of suck not seeing that. Yeah, I mean the Hornets were like box office. They were one of one of the best teams to watch, mm-hmm. and now there's less incentive for that. Uh, same with the Lakers. Lakers lose a lot of uh, not having your top two players nah, loses a lot of luster. You know, I I don't think people are going to be as tuned in to Lego games now as they were uh, maybe a month ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no way. Uh, have you peeped uh, the fourth seed in the East? <laughs> Is it the Hawks? It's the fucking Hawks. <laughs> I, I called this. I called this a million years ago. Lloyd Pierce disappears. They win eight in a row. It's not a coincidence. Like, it's actually even better than I expected, right? I was like, oh, the Hawks will be good now. Eight in a row, dude. Like, how long has it been since they won eight in a row? Like, five years? I mean, oh, my gosh. It's been been a long time. And, I mean, it's crazy how quick they moved up. But, I mean, that's the the beauty of the East for the Hawks' perspective is they can just rattle off eight in a row and all of a sudden be a top-four seed. But, I mean, you called it. Like, every time the Hawks win, I'm like, dang, Tom really be calling this – and uh, I mean, it's it, it works, right? So, like, props to Atlanta for, for I remember when they had like, the same record as the Wizards. Like they were like the Wizards and them were like thirteen, twelve ish, and then the Hawks fired Lloyd Pierce, and God said, "Let you make the playoffs," and they win. <laughs> now, yes, the Lakers win was like kind of like eh. LeBron got hurt; they barely won. Whatever, whatever, right? Even the Raptors win, right? It was like a game winner from Tony Snell. Who cares? Who cares? Who, who gives a shit? A win is a win. Yeah. They won eight in a row, 22 and 20. They're on the way to the playoffs. So all the Trey Young haters can shut the fuck up. It was not his fault. It was Lloyd Pierce. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. They're like the anti raptors <laughs> right now. <laughs> actually, in reality, right, like it's actually it's opposite, right? It's win eight win eight game win streak, eight game losing streak. But in reality, right, the anti hawks are the Rockets. Twenty losses in a row. <laughs> I don't even know what the NBA record is, but it's got to be close. I think is it twenty six? Like, I don't know, but I mean, did you see the Stephen Silas interview? And he was like really struggling to answer. Oh my god, the question. this is the record! This is the record. Twenty <laughs> twenty. No way! Is it? Is it really? Hold on. No, no. Wait, multi season? Can I wait? I'm trying to find a streak that does not overlap for two seasons. 
Okay, it's 26. Okay. I was about to say. what Because I just Googled it, and it showed um, on the Wikipedia. 26, the Cavs, the first year LeBron left. Between December 20th, 2010, and February 11th, 2011, they didn't win a single game. Yeah, that's yeah. not a surprise. <laughs> yeah, that team was awful. Uh, two top five picks. You know who those picks were? <laughs> Is it uh, Andrew Wiggins? 2011. I don't know. I can't think of another. Anthony the Bennett? No, no. Wow. I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, Matt. The, it was Kyrie Irving and Tristan Thompson. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got Kyrie for the first pick from the Clippers. They traded uh, Baron Davis. The Clippers gave the Cavs uh, Baron Davis, and in order to take on that contract, they gave the Cavs an unprotected first-round pick, and it became number one. <laughs> good job, Clippers. Really, really doing good stuff there. And then the Cavs pick became fourth, and they got Thompson. So, yeah, the Rockets, they they might catch the record. Like, they're, they're damn close. They're damn close. Yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, let's take a look at their schedule. Who do they play? They play Toronto, Charlotte. Oh, well, they play Minnesota twice uh, next weekend, so I feel like they're bound to win one of those games, maybe. So Minnesota's been good, though, right? Like, they beat the Suns, and they competed pretty hard in the other game. Like, ever since they got Chris Finch, they've been pretty competitive, right? They're not yeah, that's true. Team. They're, they're not good, though. Uh, but the Raptors <laughs> one is interesting because one of the teams will have to break the losing streak. So 24 hours from now, the Raptors or the Rockets' losing streak will be over. I, I don't mean to be that guy, but I kind of hope the Raptors win. I want to see how long this Rockets losing streak goes on, even though I feel bad for Steven Silas. Oh, yeah. And in, in an ideal world, right, the Rockets will win against the Nets. Right. Exactly. That would be beautiful. Oh, <laughs> it, would be so, it would be so beautiful against James Harden, right, like. That would put them at 21, 2, 3, 4, 5 losses in a row. It'd be one off the record. Wow. That would, I think that would be the perfect way. Why do I feel like that's going to happen, too? You think that really? Is that where you think it's going to end? The Nets? <laughs> no, but I mean, that would just be such a, 20, such a 2021 thing to happen. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> uh, but who knows? Maybe Kevin Durant won't be back by then. Because God knows Maybe. when he's back. Yeah. I think they said two more weeks. Like, few days ago so i feel like they said two more weeks like two months ago though yeah well he's only he's only been out since like valentine's day yeah only um <laughs> okay so the trade deadline is coming up this week and hopefully we'll be able to have a, a live trade deadline show right yeah yeah okay so i thought we should obviously talk about some trades uh let's first talk about the trade that did happen which was a really anticipated one uh pj tucker so he was obviously going to go to contender, and honestly, it's always the ones that you never see coming. I never saw the Bucks coming. Did you? It's funny because I wrote uh, that that Bucks trade uh, rumor article, and PJ Tucker was one of my guys for the Bucks to get. Oh, okay. So you saw it coming. Yeah, but like, it was a it was a guess, and I just kept thinking the Bucks need to get somebody, and PJ Tucker made sense for them. So um, it didn't really surprise me. It just we really didn't know where P.J. Tucker was going to go because there was, like, everybody was apparently wanting P.J. Tucker for some reason, so. Well, but I like the fit. I like the, I like, yeah. I mean, I like the fit on the Bucks. Okay, so when you made your prediction, what did you think the trade was going to include for the Bucks side? Yeah, I mean, 
I didn't really get too far into what I thought it was going to be. I was just thinking, like, the Bucks need one. Of, it was, like, three guys. One of them was J.J. Redick. The other was P.J. Tucker. Um, yeah, I didn't really have, like, a specific, like, trade package that I had set up. Okay. Well, the official trade package is Tucker and Karooks, uh to Milwaukee for D.J. Augustine, D.J. Wilson, and a 2023 first-round pick. So I think that's a pretty good trade for the Rockets. I think they actually got more than they expected to because I thought it was going to be salary match and a second-round pick. I thought that's what his value was. He's been quite horrible this season. Uh, not granted he's been on the Rockets. I don't really put that much stock into it. I think he's going to be better for the Bucks, But I thought his value was a second-round pick, and they go to first. So good job, Rockets. I give you an A for this one. <laughs> Finally, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, the Rockets usually make pretty good trades. Right. The James Harden, the second James Harden one was not it. But I think this is good for the Bucks too. Because now, right, you don't have to... The problem is they were limited in their crunch time five. Because they had mm-hmm. to have Holiday, DiVincenzo, Middleton, Giannis, and then one of Lopez or Bobby Portis, basically. Because no one else is really good enough to play crunch time. Right, like you're not playing Pat Connaughton crunch time, or you shouldn't play Cat Pat Connaughton crunch time. <laughs> and now you can put PG Tucker. So now you don't have to run Lopez or Bobby Portis if you're against a small ball team. You can go Holiday, DiVincenzo, Middleton, Tucker, Giannis. That lineup is awesome. It's super switchable. It's great defensively. Everyone but Giannis can shoot on that lineup, so you can just run Giannis isolations and nobody can stop him. You can run Drew Holiday, Giannis pick and rolls, Middleton, Giannis pick and rolls. And Tucker will just be there in the corner, you know, doing his job. And he can play good defense on the perimeter while Giannis plays help defense. I think this trade was awesome for them. I don't see why they wouldn't have made it. And they did. So, great job. Yeah, he played 12 minutes last night. Uh, he didn't score a basket. But, you know, uh, he'll figure out his role. And, and I, I really like uh, I really like this move for the Bucks. I've, I've been saying for so long the Bucks need to get somebody. And, I mean, P.J. Tucker was just like, how could you not like go after PJ Tucker? So yeah, they gave up a first, but for the Bucks who are pushing for a title, like it's worth it for them. So I mean, I, I don't know if this worthless is for contenders. They're worthless. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, like the Bucks already gave up like all their first for Holiday. They've got Giannis locked up for five years. Their first are worthless. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna pick in twenty nine or the th- yeah. So I mean, what's the point, right? Yeah, no. First round picks are first round picks are the most overrated asset in the league. Right, I know I gave the Rockets a good grade for that because, like, getting a first round pick for someone like PJ Tucker is good. Uh, you're a rebuilding right. team, but it really depends on what you are, right? Contenders picks are worthless. Rebuilding teams picks are worth something because you know any shot. Because look, for, late first can end up being good, right? Like Pascal Siakam, he's an All Star. He was mm-hmm. a late first round pick. Uh, Nicole Jokic was a second round pick. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was like the fifteenth overall pick. Jimmy Butler, late first round pick. So. But it's because those usually aren't the case is why for contenders it's not worth the risk, right? You'd rather have a role player who can help right. you right now than be like, oh, I hope this 28th pick becomes Manu Ginobili, you know? Like, that doesn't really happen. Right. So, yeah, good job, Bucks. Uh, can't wait to see what other trades happen. So maybe we should put in some predictions, right? I mean, if I had to ask you right now, who's the best player getting traded by Thursday? <laughs> you know, uh... I'm so back and forth on this, but I I I think Victor Oladipo gets traded. 
Oh yeah. I just I just don't know where. And and uh, I think he's the best guy that gets traded. I don't really see Drummond getting traded because his contract is way too big. So, and I, I the same with the Marcus Aldridge. I also don't see him getting traded. Yep. So I think, and I mean I know we've seen all these Kyle Lowry rumors. I don't think Toronto is touching Kyle Lowry. For sure. So I think Oladipo is the guy that the best player to get traded is Oladipo. Where he goes, honestly, I have no idea. I mean, I know that he make a lot of sense. Uh, if you had to make a guess where Oladipo goes, what would you what would you pick? What's the I'd most probably lean. I'd probably lean Miami. Um, I feel like they really need someone else. I'm, I don't know if Oladipo is the guy for them, but the fact that Oladipo apparently wants to be in Miami after the year might make it more might make sense for Miami to go get him and then to sign him in the offseason. I think Miami can do this without giving up Drogic. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna check on NBA trade machine. I'm pretty sure there's a path here with Kelly Olenek where this can happen. Let me check this out. Right? I think if you throw in oh yeah with Igadala I mean, I think you could do Olenek. I think you don't even need that. I think you could do Olenek and Avery Bradley. And I think this works. It does. There you go. So, the Rockets could offer Bradley, and or no Rockets, the Heat could offer Olenek and Bradley in like two seconds or something. And they can get Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Right? That's probably, that's probably an overpay based on how Oladipo's played. But, like, you know, I know Miami wants him. I know he wants to be there. So, I think this trade is fairly realistic. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Iguodala was a part of the trade, but I think this one's more likely with Bradley and Olenek. Uh They think this actually makes the Miami Heat worse. Um, <laughs> they actually think it makes Miami and Houston worse. <laughs> That's funny. That makes no sense. Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's definitely lose-lose trades. I mean, how can Houston be worse than they are right now? Because I guess the potential of Victor Oladipo. Anyway, uh, well, I mean, the, the win, the loss thing is based on PER, so it's not. Let's right. not take that seriously. So yeah, I also think Oladipo is the most likely to be moved because I think he's the best player that's most likely to be moved because, right, his salary isn't that great. It's like twenty one million, right? Like those other names you mentioned, like Drummond, Aldridge, are like twenty six, twenty seven million, and I think there's just a clear path for him to Miami, which is a team he has shown intent he wants to sign within free agency. So I think that they would make the investment of getting him. And his defense would be huge because the problem for Miami has been that basically any lineup they try to run that has, like, offense in it also has, like, defensive issues. Because outside of Butler and Bam, right, you're trying to run Olenek, he has problems defensively. Harrow has problems defensively. Duncan Robinson has problems defensively. Drogic. Um, so now you can have Oladipo, who defensively, I'm sure he's still going to, you know, be useful. I don't trust his offense right now, but that is it to be seen. We'll see where he ends up uh, next week. So, Oladipo would be my pick. And pe- people always talk about, oh, who's the best player who's going to get traded? But no one ever asks, who's the worst player that's going to get traded? <laughs> so, give, give me some random end-of-the-bench guy. Who, who, what <laughs> random end-of-the-bench guy is getting traded this season? Oh, man. That, that's a good one. Uh I don't know if he's an end of the bench guy, but Daniel Tice seems like a guy that is on his way out of Boston. I think he's pretty good. So for if yeah. he's the worst guy that gets traded, this is, uh, this is gonna be a wild yeah. He, yeah, I, I don't. I don't really see. Personally, I don't see too much movement 
and that's just what my gut tells me, but honestly, I don't know why. I know, like, we've seen all these teams saying, you know, they want to get this guy and this guy, but I, I don't see that much movement this year compared to other years. But, I mean, who knows? The NBA trade deadline is always one of those random things where it feels like every year random stuff happens, and it's like it just comes out of nowhere. So maybe the Celtics overpay for somebody because they're desperate and they've been pretty bad. So I don't know. What about you? I mean, the Celtics, like, that TPE, like, I, I'd be pretty shocked if it didn't get used. Right. I think that's close to a lock, right? The thing is, is what is it going to be used for? Because you can use it multiple times if you just use it for smaller salaries. Like, you could acquire $5 million with it at one point and, like, $10 million later. So, I struggle to see how Boston doesn't get something with the TPE. Uh, but I think the worst player that's going to get traded is going to be Rodney McGruder. Like Detroit always makes these random ass trades that don't really benefit anyone, and Rodney Magruder is just a prime candidate to just go to some other random team, and he's bad. So you know, I mean, how many how many worst players in the league other than Rodney Magruder? Not many. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but it's true. He's way better yeah, than me, yeah. right? Like, I'm not trying to like shit on Rodney Magruder, but I just think he's pretty likely to be traded. Right. Right. Okay. Do you think what team do you think is there a team do you think that has to make a move? Mm. Honestly, Honestly, at this I, point, I'm gonna say Toronto. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think like they're ugh, like they're too good to be losing eight in a row. I know they've been missing like a lot of players from the lineup like a lot constantly. Like I can't remember the last time they had like a full lineup. I think maybe they just did, but even that like didn't go well. So, they need a center. They really need a center. Yeah. Yeah. They need something. And, I mean, I, again, I don't think Drummond gets traded because it's contract, but I feel like Drummond would be a decent fit in Toronto. I mean, I think at this point, Toronto needs something, and they need to figure it out. So, I see them making a move. I don't really know for who, but I see them being, uh, being pretty active at the deadline. Actually, you know what's an interesting trade I just thought of? That might be really stupid, but I think it's interesting. <laughs> so, Raptors-Celtics. The Raptors give up Norman Powell. He's been awesome. He's also on a, has a player option, so he's probably going to leave. I doubt he's not taking that 10 million player option. He's outplayed that significantly. And I think, you know who could really use Norman Powell that I think will trade for him? Boston. So, Boston-Celtics mm. give up Tristan Thompson and Peyton Pritchard and maybe a pick for Norman Powell. What do you think about that? That's, that's not bad. Yeah, I like you, that. Do you like that for both teams? I like that for both teams. The only thing is, I don't know if Boston wants to give up Pritchard, but I could definitely see them overreacting and making a trade like that because they're really concerned about what's going to happen these next couple of weeks. So I, I do like that for both teams, though, to be I honest. Get because like Powell, you have to go up like. Something significant because Thompson in a pick like that's pretty trash. So I think you have to throw in maybe Langford, but I, I, I'd, if I'm Toronto, I'd want Pritchard. Right, and at this point, I think Powell's value is really high because how well he's been playing. So I think Toronto, if they're smart, they trade him right now while he's hot. I mean, yeah. before he leaves in the off season, you might as well get something for him if he's going to leave anyways, or at least hit the open market. Exactly. 
Wow, Dallas just beat Portland by 40. <laughs> I just saw the score. I was like, is oh that right? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, Dallas is on fire. They've been, I think they've won like 10 of their past 12 or something crazy. Like, they've been going nuts. Oh, actually, they just lost one. Uh, they're actually 6-4 and four in the last 10. Oh, I thought they were doing a lot better than this. Maybe they just had a bad streak. I don't know. I feel like I kind of disappear from time. So like some teams just fall off my radar for like a few days, and then like everything changes. Well, they climbed back into the eighth seed, so yeah, they were they were down at ten for a while. Yeah, the end of the the bottom of the West. Well, not bottom, but like the the end of the playoff race in the West. It's it's rough, and then the Lakers are going to be right. there probably. So that makes it even worse. <laughs> I know nobody wants to see Lakers in the play in round one. That would that's not fun. <laughs> The Clippers have to face the Lakers in round one. <laughs> yeah, tragic. Um, I think the team that's most likely to make a trade, right? I know the Raptors really need one, but I think the team that's most likely to make a trade, I think it's probably going to come from come from the West. I just think like the East is like so bunched up. And I think the West, right? Like a trade could like really, really shift it, right? I think. I think Denver, they, they definitely need to make a trade. Like, I know they're, like, 25 and 17, but this team isn't doing shit, right? Like, last year, they miraculously pulled off a back-to-back 3-1 comeback. So they just, just as easily could have lost in five in round one, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't, I don't believe in this team at all. Right? If the playoffs ended right now, right, they'd face the Lakers in round one, and they would lose. Right. For sure. But, I mean, I I wouldn't pick them against any of the top four seeds. Even yeah, the Clippers. I'd pick the Clippers over them mm-hmm. again, and maybe foolishly, but I'd pick the Clippers over them again. So I think Denver is a team that definitely should do something. Like you, you need some defense in there. I can't imagine it's that hard to get like someone. I don't know how their depth. Like a year ago, their depth was awesome. And now their depth sucks. I don't know how that happened so fast. Like, we just blinked, and it was like, oh, oh my god, everyone's gone. <laughs> yeah, Like, no. they lost Beasley and Grant and Plumley, and, like, their team just looks awful. Like, relatively, right? I mean, they're, they're 25 and 17. I'm not trying to... But, like, relatively to what, like, they used to be. They used to be, like, the super deep team around Jokic were, like, with all these interchangeable role players, and it didn't matter who was playing around him. And now it's like, oh... Yikes. I can see them making a trade. Like I said, uh, not. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I kind of don't expect anything to happen until Thursday and then just a bunch of stuff to happen or just nothing to happen. So it'll be really interesting to see how Thursday goes. Yeah, I, I feel like every time it's quiet, it becomes a, like a big trade deadline. And when it's loud, it becomes quiet. Like right. when AD requested a trade... That deadline sucked. Uh, nothing really happened. And this time, right, just like, huh, nothing's really happening. So something's probably going to happen. Probably. Yeah, I mean, for, like, for all we know, DeRozan's going to get moved. And it'll be like, whoa! You know? like are going to go back be, to Toronto. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, you never know, really. Right. These are, these are kind of... Something, something's wild is going to happen. Okay. So, I feel like every week, the MVP leader keeps changing. I remember, like, three weeks ago, it was, or two weeks ago, 
Joel Embiid was the leader. It was like, oh, Joel Embiid, right? Like, he's been awesome. And then he gets hurt. So then it's LeBron. Oh, LeBron, he's been awesome. And he gets hurt. So now the leader is... <laughs> I, I don't even know, man. I mean, maybe Jokic, I guess. Is that, is that your pick? I really don't know. I, I guess I guess I'll go with Jokic only because I did have him third, and I guess by default he's up to one. So, uh, but the thing is that like I still feel like they have to be a top four seed. So for I mean, now I'll go Jokic. One and a half games, yeah. and the Lakers are going to drop back, right? So they're competing right. for top four seed with Jazz, Phoenix, Clippers. They're going to be in there, and then Portland. Yeah. All they got to do is beat Portland in their top four seed. Yeah. So yeah, I guess Jokic is a is the pick now, which is weird because uh that changed really quick. Yeah, I mean it keeps changing. I thought we know like so Jokic right. could, you know get injured, God forbid. But so yeah, I think Jokic right if he makes that top four, like I expect to, I think I think it's his. But if he doesn't, I think we're looking at a three peat for Giannis. <laughs> yeah, that's it's probably like by default, like right. It sucks. I thought right. going into the season, I was like, no way is Giannis winning MVP. Like, it doesn't really matter what he does or what the Bucks do because he's not going to be as good as last year, and they're not going to be as good as last year. Both of which are true. They're worse than last year in those like regular season respects. Uh, I think they're going to be a better playoff team, but that's irrelevant here. So, and Giannis' stats are worse. So I'm like, oh, he's not winning MVP, and his defense has uh, fallen off a bit. But now, right, with Embiid hurt and LeBron hurt, who are the candidates ahead of him, and with Harden, right, he had the trade request in the beginning, and he plays on a super team, so he's not a real candidate, even though people want to make him out to be. He's not, okay? He's not. Even if he wins the MVP, like, like he, doesn't, he doesn't deserve to. He puts up these numbers every year on this really good, on the Rockets, which he carries. Like, I'm not impressed that he's playing with Kyrie and the second seed. I'm not. Sorry. So, I think... Giannis has a good chance. It's basically between Giannis and Jokic. Because the Jazz, they just don't have any MVP caliber players. The Suns, they have Chris Paul. But he just doesn't have the numbers, right? Like, the impact is there, but they're just not going to give it to him because of the numbers. Even though they gave it to Steve Nash. So, in in reality, right, Chris Paul should have a really good case for this. And he probably isn't going to be even top five in MVP voting. Low key, Mm. we're not really talking about this. But Kawhi Leonard, right, he's been really good. And even though the Clippers are, like, kind of disappointing, they could still be the second seed. And, like, his right. stats are awesome. So are we sure Kawhi Leonard isn't an MVP candidate? I mean, I could see it. Yeah. It's so open to me. Like, I think, I think anybody of these people could realistically win it. Lillard, Jokic, Kawhi, Giannis. I think those are the four names. I'd be really shocked if anybody else won it. Yeah, that's probably that's yeah, probably right. I was gonna throw a little bit in there too as a as an option. Yeah, definitely. I mean, his record is like right there. So yeah, like, you know, if the Blazers, right? If they get that fourth seed instead of the Nuggets, you know, Dame has a chance at that too. I'm just gonna say, uh, Lillard was my preseason MVP pick, so it might work out at the it end. Might, <laughs> might. Uh, I don't remember who my preseason MVP pick was. was I think uh, I want to say yours was Jokic, right? Maybe I picked Jokic last year. I don't know what I picked this year. I'd have to go back. Or, and maybe it was Luca. It Luca was a really obvious one. I feel like maybe I picked Luca. Who knows? I'll, I'll check later. Um, yeah. So I think the MVP race is wide open, 
And I think the rookie of the year case actually just kind of closed because earlier, like very earlier, um, it was LaMelo and Halliburton, and they were basically dead even. Halliburton kind of fell off. Edwards kind of took off. But he still had, you know, there was still like a gap to catch LaMelo. But now with Mm -hmm. LaMelo's injury, I think Edwards is going to run away with this. Yeah, me too. He's been so good lately too. He's been so good. I mean, oh my god. Like, he's been better than rookie Andrew Wiggins. I thought he was going to be exactly rookie Andrew Wiggins, and he's been better. Mm -hmm. He's averaging almost 17 a game. Ooh, oh my god, the shooting splits. Oh my god. I thought they were better than this. Wow. Have you seen this? No. It's 38-31-77. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Uh, But he's definitely been better than those stats say. Right? Like, I'm... That's the problem when you don't open someone's basketball reference in a while. He just came off of a really bad game in the last game against the Suns. But if you look at, like, the 10 games before that, the 9 games before that, he was averaging 26 a game. That is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he was on fire. He was on fire. I mean, even if you just look at his last 20 games, he's averaging 20 points. Is it efficient? No. But, I mean, he's a rookie averaging 20 points a game. Like, the Saints rookie of the year are not that high. Although, if we want to be honest, I mean, this is not how the voting is going to go, but this is how what I believe. I believe Lamelo should still get it anyway. Because rookie of the year is who's the best rookie. People love to use games played. And I think to a certain extent, games played matters. But I think if you played enough games, like, it shouldn't matter. Lamelo's played enough games to the point where we know he's the best rookie. So why would we give it to someone else? And this is what happens a lot. Like, Malcolm Brogdon won rookie of the year for one reason. He played more games than Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid only played 31 games, but he averaged 20 with amazing defensive impact on a fucking garbage 76ers team. And I was pleading, I was like, how is Joel Embiid not the rookie of the year? People were like, it's rookie of the year, not rookie of the first two months. But, like, who was the better rookie? It was Embiid. So, by that logic, which is not how voters vote, sadly, it really should be LaMelo, right? I think this is what the problem with the awards are, right? They're super flawed. There's all these stupid, like, needs for it, like team record or health. And I don't think that makes sense. So based on those standards, right, I think it's going to be Edwards. But in my heart, I know LaMelo is the best rookie. Like how Embiid was the best rookie five years ago or seven years ago. God knows how long ago that was. 2017, five years ago. And just like how I think AD was the best defensive player last year and, you know, other situations like that. Right. Embiid, Embiid this year. Embiid was the best player this season. Uh, or the second best. I think Jokic is yeah. a little better. And so he was going to win MVP, but then injuries, you know? So stuff like that. It's annoying. Injuries suck. Yeah, they do. And I got on a real tangent about that. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to do that too much. Okay. So, if you had to make an awards ballot right now, what are all of your awards? Because we, we did this a while ago, and I want to see if the, those have changed. So, sixth man of the year, we both picked Clarkson back then. And for me, that's the same. Yeah, for me, that's the same. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't gotten hurt. That's basically all it is, right? Has the candidate from back then gotten hurt? MVP, I think back then we had LeBron. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, three days ago, it was still LeBron. 
But <laughs> right. now, like, just talked about it. It could be basically anyone. I guess Jokic. I guess he's the favorite now. Uh, Depoy, I think it's still Gobert. A lot of people picking Simmons, even though Philly's defense isn't as good as Utah's. And people just love versatility. You know, so they're like, oh, Ben Simmons, he can guard every position. But how often is he really guarding centers? Not right. really. He's not. He's just a big point guard. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, he's great. But people act like he literally guards every position, and he does not. <laughs> so, never mind. I'm not going to say Jamal Murray's name again. <laughs> My God. <laughs> if he gets a deep point vote, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> I will actually freak out. Like, I, I don't want to see any of those ballots say Jamal Murray on them. But that's for another time. Uh, who's, right. your, who's your deep point right now? Yeah, I'd probably go Bear. I know I was, like, riding Turner for a while, but I fell off of Turner, so. I mean, Gobert impacts the game so much at the defensive end. Yeah, I mean, if, if Turner really was like that, the Pacers wouldn't be... Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it wouldn't be the fucking 9 seed right now. Tied with the Bulls for the 10th seed. Like this is, they've been really bad after mm-hmm. the good start. I'm so disappointed in you, Indiana. I really believed in you, like I seem to do every year. I always ride that Sabonis train, and then he, he lets me down. <laughs> Man, Montrez Harrell is going to put up all-star numbers now. Like, he just dropped 23-10, and 10, back-to-back 20-10 and 10 games. His his season average is going to be nuts at the end of the year. Just a shout-out to Montrez Harrell. Uh, the Suns just blew out the Lakers, so that's why I'm there. Yeah. Okay, uh, rookie of the year we just talked about. Most improved. I had Jalen Brown because I believe jumping up from good to great is harder than from mediocre to good. But Jalen Brown has kind of slowed down. So I am going to change my pick. And people were saying Christian Wood, but he's missed a lot of time. So, you know, I'm going to take that away too. And now, I honestly, like Jeremy Grant, he was a big candidate back then too. And he's fallen off a little bit. He's still good, but a little fallen off a little bit. And now I don't even know who to pick. Who's even the favorite <laughs> for that award? Do you know? <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. Most improved. I was going to say Jeremy Grant myself, but, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a weird award to pick right now. Like, there's no clear-cut favorite in my mind. Yeah. Jeremy Grant is the favorite right now. Okay. Julius Randle is second. Honestly, that's the move. Julius Randle. That's my pick. Julius Randle? Yeah, he's my pick. Yeah, I can't argue with that one. This award almost always goes to first-time All-Stars. Like, almost always. Jeremy Grant didn't make the All-Star team. He's not getting it. Woods missed so much time, he's not getting it. Jalen Brown, I think I think he was like on pace there, but he kinda he fell off a little bit too much, right? He's still playing really well, but not 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 like the extent he was earlier. Uh, and Julius Randle's actually been getting better, amazingly enough. Uh, he hit a crazy three today to take the Knicks to overtime against Philly. Um, like the Knicks are ridiculously competitive. They're not fun to play against because of Jay- Julius Randle, mostly. He's awesome. So that's my new pick. I like that. Yeah, what do you think? Julius Randle too? <laughs> yeah. I know people said Shy, but I'm like, nah, Shy's like he's he's missed a lot of time too, so I think Randall, Grant, those two will be be the guys. And Brown, probably those three yeah. at the end of the year probably. Yeah. I don't think Christian would ever deserved it, so it's kinda of a good thing he kinda of fell out of it. Um because- you know, Oh, I was going to say, I just remembered I saw a uh, six-man of the year 
some guy pioneering for Carmelo Anthony to be six man of the year. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like he Melo's been kind of kind of decent lately, but no. Jordan Clarkson has been so much better <laughs> on a way better team. There just there's just no argument there. And Melo's one of the few players who's worse defensively than Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> that's hard. That's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I saw this take on the timeline, and I oh, I saw a poll, and it was choosing between Russell Westbrook and Lonzo Ball, and L- Russell Westbrook won it. It was really close when I looked at it, but Russell Westbrook ended up winning like 60-40 or so, and I think most people would say Russell Westbrook's the better player. He's definitely the more talented player, right? He's an all- He's a former all-star. like He averages like a triple-double damn near, but... Lonzo Ball is a better basketball player. I'm sorry. At this point in their careers, Lonzo Ball is just a better basketball player, and here's why. Why There's no team that benefits more from having Russell Westbrook than Lonzo Ball. And people are going to say, no, if your team is trash, Russell Westbrook will carry them further. Okay, if your team is trash, it probably means they're young and they're rebuilding. Why would you want – and this is ignoring contracts. I'm talking about basketball. If your team is young and trash, why would you want – 32-year-old Russell Westbrook, maybe he's 31. 31, 32-year-old Russell Westbrook, who's now injury-prone, super inefficient, right? Like, maybe he'll carry you. Maybe you'll get, like, an eighth seed at best. Like, why, why would you want that? Lonzo Ball, he's young. Like, he's really good. He's going to get better. He makes your teammates better. Like, I don't – that doesn't make sense to me. And on a contender, right, Westbrook takes the ball out of your best player's hands and averages five turnovers a game, shoots super inefficiently, doesn't play defense, can't space the floor. Lonzo Ball does other, all those things. He doesn't turn the ball over. He moves the ball more, spaces the floor better. Just, I don't see the argument for Westbrook. I mean, Westbrook this season, his true shooting percentage is 50. <laughs> it's 50. That's fucking awful. He averages legit five turnovers a game. Lonzo averages two. And Westbrook's usage is insane. Like, there's just no... No, he's just bad. Westbrook is bad, right? The Pelicans are better with Lonzo on the floor than off, and the Wizards are better with Westbrook off the floor than on. It's not a coincidence. All right, that's my quote-unquote hot take. It shouldn't be a hot take. I don't know how people were disagreeing with me on this. Russell Westbrook is not a good basketball player anymore. I'm sorry. He's legitimately not good. It's not even like, oh, he's not as good as he used to be. He's bad. He makes your team worse. There's no team that benefits more from having Russell Westbrook than Lonzo Ball. I don't even think there's an argument here. Yeah, I don't, I don't see this. I don't think there's an argument either. Like, I'm sorry, Russell Westbrook just isn't the same player. This is not 2016, 17, 18. It's not even last year. Like, Westbrook's fallen off pretty hard, and I think it's yeah. going to get worse as the years go on. Just reminds me of how bad he's been playing better lately, but he's still bad. Reminds me of that tweet where it's like Anthony Davis is an all-star averaging 22, 8, and 3, while Westbrook's averaging 29 and 9. That doesn't make sense. Oh no. Good lord, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I saw, you know, uh, unrelated but kind of related. I saw some Lonzo Ball to the Knicks rumors. It would be cool to see Lonzo and Randall on the same team. Be, but I don't see a trade there. I've seen a lot of Lonzo no. rumors, and I just don't I think he was going to get traded. He was playing really bad early on. But now, like, just, I don't see how they trade him. His values are pretty high. 
I think they're going to want to keep him. He's restricted. Uh, I don't know if he wants to be there, but uh, LeVar's indicated that he does not want to be there. And, and I, I believe him, right? Like, he's his dad. Yeah, yeah, for I'm sure. sure. I'm sure he's got great insight there. So, if that's true, they should trade him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a Lonzo Ball. The, the Clippers wanted to get him. And, I mean, he's been rumored to a lot of teams. That, I mean, I don't see why teams wouldn't want to get Lonzo Ball. I just That's think a lot of weird rumors that don't make any sense. Uh, he's, if he's going to get traded, it's going to be to a team that has not been rumored. Like, um, like the Clippers have no fucking assets. They can't trade for anybody. Anybody no. significance. Like the Pelicans don't want Luke Kennard, <laughs> like, Zubat. Like no, like Zubat is cool, but like no, they just they just hate <laughs> Stephen Adams, who's just like a, a worse Zubat. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna do that. And you don't want Luke Kennard for $16 million a year either. Oh, my God. And freaking John Hollinger said the Luke Kennard deal was great and the Kuzma deal was bad. Hmm, how's that looking, Hollinger? <laughs> that, that Kuzma deal looks like better and better every single game. I'm like, the Polinka awesome. <laughs> really got Kuzma for $13 million a, a year. I mean, that's... Nothing, especially when you look at the contracts they gave out this past offseason. So. Yeah, and he's one of the better role players in the league. Like, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see the rumored Lakers Miles Turner trade? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I made a poll about this. Um, I don't know where it is. But most of the people said the, the Pacers would say no to this trade. And here's the trade. It's Mark Gasol, Wesley Matthews, and Montrezl Harrell for uh, – maybe there's a maybe there's a first-round pick in there for uh, Miles Turner. And I think that trade's bad for both teams. Most people think it's really good for the Lakers. I've seen – I've heard people on some podcasts say that the Lakers would be foolish to say no to this trade. And I – not that it's a real offer, but – and I've heard someone say when they replaced Wesley Matthews with Caruso – and they said that they would do that. And that just that makes no sense to me. Why would the Lakers first of, all, first of all I'll go from the Pacers side? I'm not trying to sound like a homer, right? This doesn't make sense for the Pacers either, right? Like he's a space to floor shot blocking center. Why would you replace him with Mark Gasol, who's just the worst Miles Turner? And then Montres Harrell. He's Montres Harrell's nice, but he is a different he's basically mm-hmm. like a worse Sabonis. You don't want to play like two Sabonises like that. That does, that fits horrible. Right. And then Wesley Matthews, right? Like he's he's worthless. Or Caruso. Caruso's cool, but like he's not he's not worth like Miles Turner. So that makes no sense for the Pacers. And then for the Lakers perspective, right? You're trading three players, including two of your centers, for Miles Turner. And Miles Turner's being treated like an all-star in this conversation, as if, oh my god, you wouldn't do that for Miles Turner, as if you would play crunch time. In the important moments, Anthony Davis plays center. Why would you trade your other two centers who bring really nice dimensions to the team when AD's not on the court? For Miles Turner, who can bring some of those dimensions, but not all of them. And then also losing Alex Caruso, who's really important to the team and might actually close games. Miles Turner would never close games. He fouls a lot. He's an inconsistent shooter. He can't score in the paint. He's a shot blocker who occasionally hits threes. That's what he is. He's fine. He's not great. I think the trade was stupid and didn't make sense for either team. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would the Lakers give that up and why would the Pacers give that up? Like, it's just. Sometimes people have too much fun with those trade machines, and they just throw a trade out there, and then uh, that, that that trade was bad. Like I don't see that as a possibility. So, to be honest, I don't. I know the Lakers. Like people say, they need to make a move. I don't really think they need to. 
They don't need to make any moves, okay? Yeah. Here's why. When the, the Lakers' regular starting five, Schroeder, KCP, LeBron, uh, AD, Gasol, that lineup is beating teams by 14 points per 100 possessions. I think that's like second or third in the league. And the lineups with AD at center are even better. There, there. There's your answer. When the Lakers are healthy, mm-hmm. they kick ass. They're 17 and six. There. There's your answer. They don't need to do shit. Okay. Like, oh my god, the Lakers need to sign Damian Jones. No. Okay. Well, I mean, right now, I honestly was kind of surprised we didn't because we yeah. don't. We don't have Gasol for probably only another game or two because he's just conditioning. But uh, actually, forget what I just said. Scrap that last part uh, about Damian Jones. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, like they don't need to do anything. Like if they're healthy come playoffs, they'll probably win the title. And if they're not healthy come playoffs, they won't. Like no, no, fucking random realistic trade or signing is gonna change that. The Blake Griffin thing, right? Like well, the PG Tucker stuff. Mm-hmm. None, none of those moves are swinging the title race. Right. Like there's no way the ne- the the Bucks are gonna change their fortunes now because they got PG Tucker, right? Like he helps, but. I, he's not the difference between winning and losing a playoff series. I don't think. Yeah, he's I don't think Griffin. so either. People freaked. Right, Blake Griffin, he scored two points today. And it was a dunk. <laughs> and everyone freaked out because, like, oh, my God, Blake Griffin can dunk. He can dunk. Of course he can dunk. He's six foot ten. It was wide open lane. <laughs> Why is that a surprise? Mark Gasol's fucking dunked. Like, dude, that's, this shit is not a surprise. Right? If he postered someone, it'd be like, oh, oh, my God. No, he was wide open, okay? Like, Blake Griffin was not good today in his first game. That doesn't not an indication that he's going to not be good the rest of the time. But him dunking in this game meant absolutely nothing. It would have meant way more if he hit a few threes for them. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, I don't want to hear about, oh my, oh my god, Blake Griffin, he, he fooled us all. No one believed he could dunk again. No, no, you're a moron. <laughs> you follow, I'm not, I'm not going to name names, but there's, there's a certain person on Twitter who like t- talked like this. Right? A certain verified user. I don't know how the fuck this person is verified. Talking about freaking out about Blake Griffin. Like, if, if you believe that, like, you're, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, if you think that Blake Griffin bamboozled us and that he's still a star, like that one dude who told me he was a star, you're, you're a moron. <laughs> That's funny. Morons. The bad take of the week. It's actually not as bad as the other weeks. I really, okay. struggled, I really struggled to find a bad take this week. So I'm kind of – this is kind of a, a weak one. But it's just another person saying how JaVale McGee is better than Marc Gasol. I will find the tweet and I will read it to you in just a second. I will not name names because if they're not like some really big name reporter, it's not worth saying their name. I don't want to embarrass them. So uh, today's podcast was presented by Podgo. Podgo, the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. It also provides podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So you can know how much and when you include an ad from Podgo. So if you want to be part of Podgo Network, just apply today to become a member and be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. If you see what JaVale has been doing, he's been better than Mark. I know it sounds stupid, but he has. Like Mark can shoot and pass better, but that's it. Also, JaVale's been hitting threes this year, so maybe the spacing wouldn't be so bad with him on the Lakers now. <laughs> that tweet was really embarrassing. 
because JaVale McGee is literally better at only one thing than Gasol, and it's dunking. Oh, and fouling. And turning the ball over. That's it. I'm tired of hearing this. I've been hearing this almost daily the whole season. Someone gets in my mentions, probably because I start talking about it, and they're like, oh my god, JaVale McGee. McGee's averaging fewer blocks and more fouls than Marcus Gasol this season. In less minutes. <laughs> what, what, what does he provide besides dunks? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. He takes worse shots than Andre Drummond. Like, no. Just no. <laughs> I didn't count this as a bad take because this isn't really, it's not really a take. It's just stupid. But I'm going to read this anyway. Certain Celtics fan says, LeBron's really going to get six to eight weeks of rest before the playoffs in response to his ankle injury. Because that's what an injury is. Rest. Right. right. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I love on these takes, though, honestly. Like, I last year when the Clippers, they blew that lead, I came up with this huge thread of all this Clippers propaganda, and it was awesome. Hopefully that happens again. Well, this time no one's talking about the Clippers. So if right. the Clippers lose That's it, I'm true. not going to have anything. Uh, it's the Nets and the Jazz. All all of my materials on the Nets and the Jazz. That's good. Yeah. Especially so, the Jazz. Yeah, the Jazz will definitely lose. So that one's going to for sure be rewarding. The Nets one, if they lose, will be more rewarding. But they are better. So we'll see if they lose. Of course, uh... One of the players from, from Oregon, right? She tweeted out the picture of, you know, the weight room. And then there are some pictures of the food going around compared to the, the women's and men's tournament. So um, I, feel, I feel like this, this argument comes up, like, every year, whether it's NCAA or WNBA or whatever. So, I mean, I'm not really surprised that it came out. Um, I mean, it was funny because yesterday the NCAA women's Twitter account posted their their new weight room. Did you see that? No. Did they get like they, the actual like, real weights and stuff? Yeah, they got like the real weights. Of course, there wasn't as much stuff as the men's, but they had like the real the real weight room. And the the Twitter the tweet said like, check out the new women's weight room or something like that. So the NCA got caught. You know, they were trying to. I mean, I don't know. Like, I it's bad because like. To an extent, I get it, but to an extent, I understand, like, it, it, it's, you know, like, we could talk about this for hours, and you could talk about women's sports and how they don't generate as much revenue as men. No, no, I no, mean, no, 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 Hold on. Well, I mean, yeah. So, no, wait, 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 Matt, wait. Let me interrupt here. Generally, right, if this was like a WNBA, NBA thing, right. that point makes sense. The NCAA right, right, right. are a nonprofit organization. Yeah. So you cannot use that. You cannot say, oh, the men make more money. No, no. You are, you are a fucking nonprofit. They should get the exact same stuff because the men don't bring in any more money than the women. Right. They don't bring in any money. You don't let them get paid. They should have the exact same crap. If this was a WNBA versus NBA thing, it makes sense. It's legit. I get it. But not here. Here it doesn't make sense. Like Nick Young said that same thing. No, it is not true. It was a disgrace. Right. And, and, that's the sucks. Yeah. Ass. Yeah. And then that's what I'm saying. They tried to cover their bases by tweeting that from their account and saying, oh, they had this. But I mean, yeah, the, the thing is they got caught. And I mean, I don't know how they didn't think they were going to get caught, especially with Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. Like these players are 
quarantined in a hotel. They can't go anywhere. All they have is that. So, I mean, they were going to get caught. I, I, I don't know. It was just it, – it was bad planning on their part. Like, I don't know how they let that happen. And uh, the NCAA chairman said he was going to look into it more, even though they already knew it was going to happen. So, it's just like <laughs> they really shot themselves in the foot. They're the worst. They – the NCAA never does anything right because they suck. They're incompetently managed and they're they're evil. They're horrible. Like they they need complete reform. Like take everyone who's like works in like the main like programming the NCAA. Anyone who's like at the top there, right? The top like fifty people in the NCAA. Remove all of them. Rewrite this rule book, however, whatever it is, and re- redo all of this shit. It sucks. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. I mean, like, everyone won the tournament last year, and it got canceled, and then everyone's glad that it was back this year, and then we saw uh, the VCU-Oregon game got canceled because VCU had COVID issues, and then the argument came up, maybe they shouldn't have had the tournament. And then just, like, everyone wanted the tournament, right? And, I mean, of course, we know the NCAA wants the money. They lost, like, a grip load of money last year, so of course they were going to have this tournament. So it's, like, it, it, it's just a headache, and the whole thing like it's not obviously it's not just basketball it's it's football it's i mean it's it's all sports right so the nca in general like has to find a way to fix this from top to bottom and i mean personally i don't think it's going to happen anytime soon but i think in a couple years we might see some changes um but i mean you can already see like in the nca like these guys went to the g league the g league ignite because they wanted to get paid and they're in the ignite and they're projected top 10 picks they skipped calls they went and they're making money this year they're not making a ton of money but they're making money so i think that's about more people go and from the ncaa as far as basketball is concerned that's going to affect them yeah definitely i mean the players should keep doing this i'm all for it right you get to make money you can actually get sponsorships and you don't have to go to school right if you're there for one Mm -hmm. year you're like a one and done player they're like oh we give you a free scholarship they don't give a shit about your worthless degree like, that, that that doesn't do anything for them. They're not going to stay there and study. They don't even want to have to take the freaking classes for their two semesters there or three quarters, whatever it is. Like, Ben Simmons, after basketball season, he just stopped going to class completely, right? He started, he like, fucked out. Yeah. Because who cares? I wouldn't have done that either. I hate schoolwork. Why would they want to do schoolwork? They're about to be millionaires. It's a joke. NCAA is a joke. Right, and, and have you seen the G League Ignite, like, games? Like, they have some studs on that team. Like, it, it, I think that's a thing... Like, we're going to see a lot more guys. I know this is the first year they did that. So, like, Jalen Green and a couple other guys, they were, like, the, the pioneers to go there. And yeah. uh, a lot of people called it risky, but they're nah, still – it's not risky. Yeah, I mean, they're still projected top ten picks. Like, I don't understand how this was ever risky for them. They're making money. All they have to do all day is train, practice, and they play some games against G League competition. And uh, they're, they're going to be in the NBA next year, so – I think next season we see a lot more players take that route, to be honest. I hope so. I mean, because the way college basketball is situated right now is not good. Uh, just the NCAA. The NCAA is what I mean. They, right. they, they, suck, they suck. So uh, anything that will make them change, right? And if, you know, you got to hurt their pockets. Right. And, and I mean, I love the excitement of the tournament. But, I mean, something needs to change as far as the players getting compensated. And, I mean... That's a whole another argument for a whole another day. Like we could talk about this forever, and I have talked about this forever with many people, right? But it's 
we all we all know the situation, right? The NCAA pockets billions of dollars, and the players, you know, unfortunately, they don't see any of it, and the coaches are making billions, <laughs> a, a bunch of money. Yeah, like Jesus Christ, and they have no they have no product without the players, none. Right. And they're the ones who don't get anything. It's such a joke. Um, kind of on the NCAA tangent, but you know, it kind of it was kind of called for. You know, it's March, so yeah, they wanted the attention here. They got it. Yeah, it's, uh, and since we're on the topic of NCAA, I'm sure you saw the Brad Stevens rumors to Indiana, right? Oh my God, that was so dumb. <laughs> like, okay, I want to talk about this for a second because why would Brad Stevens leave the NBA for Indiana? Like, okay, Indiana is a prestigious program, I get it, but. It's the NBA. Like he was at Butler, and then he went to Boston because he wanted to coach in the NBA. He's not gonna go back to college and take over a program in Indiana that's not where they were a few years ago. So it never made any sense to me. And he shot it down many times, and it kept coming back up. And it's just like it. It it was so weird. Like I get it, but at the same time, no, he's not going to Indiana. I'm sorry. You fucking Duke in Kentucky, and you don't. I mean, like. You're getting less money. You get the only thing you get is you get more power, right? Because in the NBA, mm-hmm. your roster can suck ass. There's, you have no, there's nothing you can do about it, and it just it is what it is. In college, right? You, your job security is awesome. You're basically never going to get fired unless you you know unless you do some scandal or you're absolutely terrible. And Stevens is not. So he was basically never going to get fired, and he can choose his roster because he can recruit whoever the fuck he wants. And because oh, Coach Brad Stevens in Indiana, right? He'll probably get most recruits that he wants. But no, it makes no sense. People are not going from the pros to college. Like that doesn't that's not a thing. Okay? Unless you suck at coaching in the pros like John Calipari. <laughs> right. And I mean it's worked he's, out for Calipari, like Yeah, like he sucked ass when he coached the Nets. Um not I I'm not gonna necessarily say it was his fault, but it was unsuccessful. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. He had an unsuccessful run with the Nets and he went back to college and now he's, you know, having a great time. Stevens has been doing a great job with the Celtics, right? They're having an eh season, but you don't go back to college off of an eh season. Right, and even if he gets fired from Boston, he's going to find another job. And oh my God, like so many of the yeah. – over 20 teams in the league right now would be like, oh, I want Brad Stevens. Yeah, for sure. Like what? What are you – like that's ridiculous. Like I couldn't believe that people were – there was one guy that tweeted, oh, Brad Stevens is going to Indiana today. And that was on, like, Friday, I think. And then Jeff Goodman just totally blew everything down. And then Brad Stevens commented. And it was, like, a whole thing. But and even Walsh, it, it was, Walsh was like, I can't believe yeah. I tweet about this. It was never going to happen. It's just, like, it's just bizarre. Like, we see this every year, though, right? So it's not surprising. Not like uh, this. Yeah. The fact and, that Brad Stevens even had to talk about it shows just some just some problems in Boston. They just lost mm-hmm. the Kings. Whoo, man, the Celtics are struggling, and yeah, despite that, right? Despite oh my god, the Celtics will succeed <laughs> because the East sucks. If they were in the West, if they were in the West, they'd be the tenth seed. I love it. It's a joke. It's a joke. The conferences are a joke. Please, please remove them. Please. Just 1 through 32? 1 through 30? 1 through 16. Yeah. For the playoffs. Like, yeah. It's a joke, man. Like the Bulls, right, they're, they're in the play-in right now with a 46% win percentage. 
And that would be the 11th seed in the West. I mean, like, this is a joke, dude. I just don't get it. Like, the Kings, right? The, the Kings are 17-25 and 25 and are the 13th seed. And in the East, the Raptors are 17-25 and 25 and are the 11th seed. And they're really close to the play-in. It's just not fair. Right, right. It's not fair how your geographic location means, oh, you get to play against these more incompetent teams. So even if you suck, you have a better chance at having a good seed. Like, the Hawks are the fourth seed, and they're barely above 500. While in the West, the Nuggets are well above 500 into the sixth seed. All right, that's all we have for this week's episode of the All Nets Are Off podcast. Follow our Twitter account, All Nets Are Off. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Leave us a rating, subscribe, like, comment. Let us know what you think. If you have any questions, tweet us at our Twitter account, and we'll see you next week.